Hey everybody, welcome to Continue Watching, my name is Anton. And this is Tyler. I'm Trey. And today we are watching Outlaw Star. Uh, this is a anime that was released uh, back in the 90s, uh, around the same time like where you get uh, uh, all of those uh, ancient Toonami series, uh, Cowboy Bebop, like the original Naruto, or if, that's not even probably out by then. Yeah. No, uh, this was that's that's TV. before. This is before Naruto. My bad. Yeah, yeah, like cow, yeah, Cowboy Bebop. I think I said that twice. But Trigun is another one you probably, probably like. Really yeah, Trigun, Big yeah. O, uh, Big O, Gundam. Go, yeah, Gundam. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, God. oh, wow. I freaking love Yu Hakusho. No, Yu Hakusho. <laughs> <laughs> I I decided to do a rewatch of Yu Hakusho a while ago. Right now, I'm on season three. I haven't watched it. So I'm Is that the Dark Tournament arc? Oh, I finished the whole Dark Tournament. I'm on. Oh. Uh, I'm all. I'm all on like the uh, one where like the next city is like under attack or something like. That. Oh, by Sensui. That one's a good one too. That whole. Show I haven't good. got a whole like really far into it, but you get like the people that have like those um, territories is what they call them. Yeah. That that one. I'm like at the beginning of it, so I'm not too far into it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much like what you're uh, what you're dealing with with Outlaw Star. Uh it cuz uh, the 90s anime had their own touch and pretty unique. Uh so there are a lot of episodes on this uh 26 in total. Uh so because there are so many episodes we are having to cut this in two. Um used to cut a series in half. We're no longer doing that, but this one's just way too long. Still do a single episode. Uh, so we did episodes 1 through 13. Um, Trey, did you say you wanted to do the intros? Yes. Or, All or right. a recap there. <laughs> Episode number one, Outlaw World. Also, before I start, did you? I, my favorite thing about the show is probably the, the mid or the mid commercials. <laughs> yeah, the, the mid what? rolls. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, when it's like, bang, 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 bang. Like I really like that a lot. It looks it it like really dates the show. I love it. I think that like it, all of the anime that kind of comes out of the '90s, like that, they did perfectly in like every situation. Uh, all yeah. right, that's why I got really good too. Okay, yes, Outlaw World episode one. Gene Starwind and James, Ca- or ex- whatever Jim. Hawkins Hawking are hired by a woman named Rachel to protect and escort her as she services farm equipment. They are attacked by the Cape Pirates. They learn Rachel is really a hot ice Hilda, an outlaw in search of treasure. After they defeat the pirates, Hilda shoots Jean and forces Jim to fetch a large container. Once the briefcase is opened, it's a naked girl inside. That's just episode one. Typical briefcase stuff. In anime, yeah. Uh, what is it? Small titty briefcase girlfriend. <laughs> I choose you. Episode two, World of Desires. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Her name is Melfina. Uh, Fuck. She wakes up to spend an animation, escaping the K Pirates in a dropship. Jim, Hilda, and Melfina go to space and take Hilda's spaceship, Horus, to Blue Heaven, an outlaw hangout. A Corbinite named Swanzo is enlisted to repair the resupply Horus. Swanzo's kind of cool because he looks like a Bakugan that hasn't fully opened up yet. <laughs> While Jim takes Melfina shopping, Jean and Hilda go to a bar and get into an altercation with McCoy and his lackeys. And they are attacked at night in their bedroom. 
that they share. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, episode three, Into Burning Space. Gene and Hilda defeat McCoy, and the protagonists then escape into space ahead of his men. They get into a game of chicken with a Kataral Kataral ship, which led by worst girl Aisha Clan Clan, who ends yeah, up destroying their Yeah. <laughs> she ends up destroying their pursuers in a fit of rage after losing the game of chicken. She's demoted um, after letting them escape and is left behind on Blue Heaven. Then Horus reaches an agreed upon rendezvous point. Hilda finds that the K pirates have killed all of her friends. The crew escapes and the pirates set their course for Farfalis. Jeez, Anton, how do you do this? There's so many left. <laughs> hey, episode four. <laughs> when, the, when the hot ice melts, Horus arrives at Farfalis docks. They find a ship called the XGP 15A2, an advanced spaceship. Uh, the spaceship's name is Gilliam 2. Uh, he registers all four as a crew. Melfina, it turns out, can be inside the ship and, pi- and drive it. Because uh, Japanese sex magic. Then the pirates show up. Um, everyone escapes but Hilda, who sacrifices herself. Well, I don't know if she even sacrificed herself, really. It was like she was going to die anyway and just kamikaze the, one of the K-Pirates. I mean, go down swinging. Yeah. Jim uh, names the ship the Outlaw Star. Beast Girl ready to pounce, episode 5. Outlaw Star goes back to Blue Heaven, and Swanzo agrees to paint the ship and give it a registration ID in order to pay his debts to Hilda. Now, Aisha, who's broken homeless, shows up, tries to beat up Gene. He says no. And then after they, she t- they take her out to dinner, she's like, I'm going to fight you. So he just shoots her and then makes her pay the bill. <laughs> Which was pretty awesome. You can learn a lot from uh, anime, they tell me. Gene and Jim in episode six, the beautiful assassin meets up with one of my favorite characters, Fred Lowe, um, who is targeted by Twilight Suzuka, who is an assassin who kills people at night. Um, Jean beats her in a duel by stripping her naked. Um, so she says she's going to kill Jean before she kills Fred now. Episode seven, Gilliam runs a simulation trying to teach Jean how to take off, but Jean keeps crashing. Um, Cause Jean sucks. He does start off. He does start off sucking. Jim gets uh, his car back. Melfina learns to cook, and then they're attacked. But uh, Suzuka, the assassin from the previous episode, jumps in, kills the attacker. Jim's busy fighting. Someone else gets poisoned, um, and then Suzuka joins the team for a little bit. Episode eight, forced departure. Gene starts off unconscious. The K pirates give him antidote, but he won't take it. Um, Melfina gets naked and makes Gene okay again. And then they beat him up with the ship and fly away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the ending fight with the three grappler ships. Listeners. Oh my these, god. These ships have nunchucks and guns that they hold on to with hands. It's cool. And swords and, and swords. I think axe. an axe, right? Yeah, there's an axe. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not a Gatling gun attached to the ship. It's a hand holding a Gatling gun. <laughs> I think those arms are fucking hilarious. Oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> no other show can you watch ships fist fight. <laughs> Episode 9, A Journey of Adventure. Huh? Huh? Gene doesn't take Jim seriously concerning the maintenance of their ship. Gene and Jim take on a contract to find and kill a man named Zamba in exchange for $10,000, or Wong. Um... And instead, they find a, a cyborg duplicate and only get 2,000. They go to find the real one, but it turns out Suzuka already killed him. Episode Suzuka's badass. She is way cool. She got a, a 
truck in half with a wooden sword. Episode 10, the Outlaw Star reaches uh, Haifong, and the crew enters a space race with Fred as their financial backer. They do this to fight against the Eldorado, which is piloted by antagonists Ron and Harry McDougal, their brothers. Episode 11, Gene makes a daring dive into the first checkpoint and avoids the space wave. This show's crazy. Aisha abandons her ship, gets bought on board, finally is convinced to join the crew. The crew finishes in fourth place, but first in their private class, and then they break even with Fred. So fourth in this galactic space race, and was only fourth. It was only enough to pay back Fred. Twelve, Mortal Kombat with the Eldorado. There is a literal ship fistfight duel that takes place in an asteroid field. Um... Harry tries to hack Gilliam too, decides he wants to bang Malfina, and then Ron saves him. And then episode th- th- 13, which was a very funny one, Vance Guard from Another World, Gene and Jim set up a business on Haifong. They take on various jobs on the city and all come together in a confrontation with a mind-controlling cactus and its giant insect servant. And that's the end of episode 13. That was epic. Yeah, that good shot. Or props to you, Anton. My jaw hurts. That was a lot of words. Yeah, that was twelve episodes, though, um, or thirteen. Um, the only thing that I have problems with is like when it's something's written down, and I try to read off of that. That's when the only time that I stumble when like reading, talking. Sometimes I don't know why I have that big of difficulty. <laughs> Well, that's because there's a lot of freaking words, dude. Well, uh, I want to go on the record and say that this is one I probably don't really care for. What? But you're still going to rate it like a six and a half, right? <laughs> Almost seven. Okay, uh, so my definition of uh, I don't really care for it is like it's enjoyable, but it's just it's like it's, it's an, an eight. It's <laughs> it's not catching me. Like uh, I I find myself like not paying attention every so often. Yeah, it's one of those shows. It's kind of like Cowboy Bebop, where you can watch the show out of order and not much changes. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, like I liked Cowboy Bebop better than this, and I don't really care for Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that hurts me. Hurts me deep. (laughs) The second half is when everything picks up and a central storyline moves forward. I mean, but I the first few. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I like it just because it brings the crew together as people and their relationships is the focus, you know, before the big events take off. Right. Like, my opinion might change after watching the second half, but, like, right now it's not the best. I disagree with your statement, but I respect your opinion. (laughs) Wow, where was that the Indiana Jones episode? (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed Indiana Jones. I don't Lose concentration while watching. Pretty sure I just heard a lot of "fuck you" in other words. (laughs) I didn't say that outright. Exactly. All right. Here's my hot take. I think anime today has lost something that anime back in '98 had. It's not a hot take. I agree with you. Okay. Good. 
I think we're like, getting it back just a tiny bit in like a like a new updated way, but it's it's still not to the level that was then. The anime, um, how can, how can I word this? The designs and the uh, like the animation, like sometimes it is real shitty, like when he's going through a giant wave in space. Or they have just generic base colors in the background. It's like, uh, yeah, this is old. But the detail that they have in some things, like the mechanical detail and the detail of the ships, it makes it look far more realistic to me than watching like Giant AE or whatever that anime is. Well, I think it's, it's something that we lost when we switched to digital animation. Is what yeah. I really think because that stuff is so easy to just copy and paste or or generate automatically without putting the work in. Where these are like, we love this ship and we're going to show it this way. Yeah, they do a great job, uh, animating that and drawing it, and you can really tell. Like, okay, the characters, they the character designs can stay in the nineties. Oh, Give I me love the updated it. one. Okay. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would rather see Putty Putty Prisoner than Gene Starwind any day. No, Gene has cool scars. Dude, he's nothing but scars. And a sweet tattoo on his shoulder. And he... <laughs> I think the <laughs> thing I dislike most about Gene he, is the color that he paints Outlaw Star. What? The red? It red. The color of my hair. So it's easier on the animators. <laughs> I uh, I would disagree with you. The, the character designs are some of my favorites because they're so unique. You know? Everybody yeah, on the Outlaw looks so different. I even like Aisha's design, even though she sucks. Yeah, I hate that character. Just maybe because she's annoying. Well, maybe it's different in the English or the Japanese in a sub, but her English voice sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Bad. And like, one thing I've noticed, and I, I, it kind of brought back the memory of when I used to watch uh, Toonami when I was a kid. Like, no, it wasn't Toonami. It was Adult Swim. Because Adult Swim used to have anime. That yeah. was more like this. Well, Toonami well, like, did as well. I think it was like well, Toonami it... would like transfer into Adult Swim later. Right, night. like Toonami. Yeah. Toonami was like the like the the middle schoolers before they go to bed, and then it's like the high schooler area. Like, well, seems yeah, like but... what they kind of catered to. That's true, but Toonami was on every day in the late nineties. Oh yeah, it aired every week. Yeah, it was. I mean, Anime that, yeah. Swims only turned on on Saturdays. It was showing like Yu Yu Hakusho. No. Yeah, you're right. No, I, yeah, it was because the, the first half was like Family Guy and Futurama and King of the Hill. And then if you stay up late enough, it's like, I'm watching the big titty anime. Yeah, starting at 1030, the last hour and a half was all anime. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the anime that I wasn't allowed to watch, but I still would because I'm a rebel. Fuck the police. <laughs> Straight from My the mom episode. was a cop, so I can say that. Um, But yeah, like just the weird noises she made all the time. I really didn't like that. Oh, yeah. Well, and... 
if I have to hear her say the word Katarl, Katarl, one more Katarl, time. Katarl, Katarl. <laughs> At first, I had no idea what they were even saying. Yeah, it's like, Katarl, Katarl. I'm a Katarl, Katarl empire, Katarl, Katarl. It was too much, man. Too much, bro. I, like I said, I do like the fact that uh, that Gene defeated this this crazy hardcore super assassin who can cut trucks in half of the wooden sword just because he took her clothes <laughs> off on accident. Yeah, accident. Fucking yeah, plan, dude. Calculated. They they went for the sword together, and he's like, "Nope, there's claws are coming off," and she just gave up. Well, she was embarrassed. I thought I think it's funny that she doesn't kill. If it's not Twilight, <laughs> you got to make a brand for yourself, dude. That's what. The yeah, I guess. Are about. Any asshole can kill somebody with a gun at 2 p.m. on a Thursday, but she does it with a wooden sword at sundown. Twilight. Also, the like I said, I love Fred Lowe. I think Fred Lowe's super funny. Oh my god, dude! Fred Lowe is a character that has so much potential nowadays. <laughs> what do you because mean? they're like well okay call me mr uh i don't know i don't know if liberal is the one but they seemed kind of homophobic sjw cuck yeah dude fucking simp for fred Lowe. but like <laughs> that that character nowadays when they have like when they lean more into something like that mm-hmm. oh could have been so much better and well, sorry, keep going. I was just going to say what they could also benefit from doing Outlaw Star uh, remastered. W- better voice acting. Oh, the, it, dude, the 90s voice acting before like English dubs even mattered. No one gave a shit back then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was the start. And, um, I don't know. I just I love... All that, I lo- I just love all the uh, '90s stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a vibe. Yeah, I'll say that. Well, just just the true shout out to Toonami for introducing anime to all of us impressionable young kids. Yeah, you I- really did it. <laughs> Well, and I really like this show. I feel like it's forgotten, though, because this one, I think, did air on Toonami before it was airing on Adult Swim. Uh-huh. And because uh, one of the episodes that's, like, really important to the ending was cut on to- both Atom- or Toonami and Adult Swim. What? Airing in English. Well, they go to, like, some bathhouse planet, and it's mostly just big-boobed anime girls. Oh. But it's also like Gene goes there to get bullets for his magic gun, which shoots spells. That's such a cool idea. That is a really cool idea. They have they have a lot of good, um, good ideas in this in this show, like that I've never heard before. Like what else? Uh, <laughs> sword wielding <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> for that one, was, that was so cool. Um, I don't know, just a whole, and I really do like the whole aesthetic of Outlaw Star because that's like, uh, that I'd, I'd want to live in a 
in a world where I can just get a spaceship and fly somewhere. That has always fascinated me ever since I've seen um, Gundam as a kid. So this was it was really enjoyable for me to watch it like that. But then like the different um, factions, how you have what is it? The Space Force. Yeah, the Space Force or the Security Forces, the Security Forces, the Pirates and then the Outlaws. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to like. Basically tell you what kind of people are what. Just by going, oh, he's a pirate. It's like, okay, well, now I know because you gave me the backstory. What kind of person this this character is? A real bastard. Yeah, pirates suck, dude. Well, I like the fact that they use secret Chinese magic. Yeah. That is cool. There was that video I sent you guys that was all about like the inner workings of that. It was really cool. I didn't know that Outlaw Star is a sequel. Do you know that? To what? Yeah, Outlaw to what? World? No, <laughs> that's funny. That you... it's real funny. Thanks. I just read the title of episode one. <laughs> um, what is it called? It says a spinoff of Angel Links. Yeah, yeah. It was. I can't remember, but he wrote something that took place when, like, way before. They went to space and stuff like that, or just after they went to space and stuff like that, where magic was super prevalent, and this was the follow-up. Magic uh, isn't that prevalent so far. What isn't? Magic. Right, no, in, in the past, magic was super prevalent, and it was different than the Tau uh, magic. Oh, okay. That's why uh, when Gene shoots their magic... With his gun, it cancels out. Yeah. I thought just because gun magic. It's so cool. So this this is kind of a sidetrack. But Tau, isn't that um, a race in Warhammer? Yes, but spelled different. The The Tau magic is actually based on... It's spelled... It's Dao magic is how it's pronounced, but it's spelled D-A-O. Oh. And so it's a form of Buddhism. I don't know. It's some Chinese philosophy slash religion. Okay. Tao Zedong, I think, is what the the Tao De, the Tao De Ching. That's what's. God damn, Mister Culture over here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like, there's a whole convoluted way about because the Tao is like the way, and so. It can mean a bunch of different stuff. Okay. So, if that makes sense, I know it probably doesn't. Yeah, it makes enough sense. Yeah. So, uh, what did you guys... Let's talk about the ships. Okay. Are you for grappling arm ships in the future, or are you against them? I can actually see how they would be very, very handy. I just don't think... And, and this is, this is uh, just assuming that, you know, we can do those kind of maneuvers in space. Okay, like, the, my question is, like, do you, um, should that be, like, a f- main focus in building spaceships until we get to that level? Or do you think, like, just, like, trying to upgrade, a, like, a spaceship until it can go faster than light? 
That's a good question. I think I could see the benefits of it before. Okay. I don't. I don't know why I didn't say that well. <laughs> I know, but I, I think I get what you mean because like it would be really useful for yeah. I mean, to even outward. Even if you didn't want to use nunchucks, like maybe you get ships with the articulation to build space stations, and you, nobody has to you know risk their lives the same way. But I mean, because like, isn't that like how the arms even came into play? Is like they just were there for like mining vessels, and then like the pirates is like, oh hey, these are fucking useful. Like, and essentially, isn't that how like the setup for LSR? Uh, um. I thought I, I thought it started with the pirates. Yeah, I thought that uh, the pirates were the ones who developed it, and they developed it as a way to beat up other ships and steal, like strictly, like to strip and yeah, it's strictly to like take advantage and wreck and wreck shit. <laughs> and then because I watched it all at once, D- does thou knowest what I mean? What the fuck you saying, boy? I don't know. No, I, I feel you. Um, yeah, I can see that being developed before FTL. Okay. Like, I can see it being related or done. Yeah. Well, because one of them, I think, is actually achievable. You know? Yeah. I don't think faster than light travel is ever really going to happen. But I could see the benefits of grappler arms. Plus, nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> with the arms, I think it's so funny that when Gene has his little flashbacks, the arms are just beating the shit out of that ship. <laughs> like, just, just pounding on it. <laughs> they literally punched his dad. <laughs> to dad. death. Isn't that wild? But then when they fight, they're like, oh, well, we have weapons, you know. Why didn't you use the weapons on Gene's dad's ship? (laughs) Maybe they just weren't there yet. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) You not be there. It's just a giant sword. (laughs) Maybe I don't understand there's hidden Maybe there was no no way to... Space nunchucks. Well, maybe there was just no way to build that kind of a big ass weapon. I to, doubt it. They're how, making how, spaceships, man. How are you gonna forge that big of a fucking sword? For all in space, I don't know. How do you make grappler arms ships? The grappler arms may have blacksmithing techniques in the sun. <laughs> I just think of it this way. You you eventually have to work up to a giant ass hammer and a giant ass <laughs> <Okay>. anvil <laughs> so you can then strike yep. the metal to make the sword. Like now I'm just imagining a like really <laughs> stout spaceship that has like a uh, uh, bandana on <laughs> and it's like wiping oil from its from its spaceship brow as it's hammering away in its spaceship blacksmith. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great science stands on the shoulders of giants. So. Giants can suck my dick. <laughs> but it's 
I like the design of the ships. I like the design of everything. I wish that you guys liked the uh, character designs. I mean, they're okay. I, I'm not going to say that they're bad because for the time, not, not that I'm a you know connoisseur of 90s, late 90s anime, mm-hmm. but from what I remember, that's like, I don't want to say the standard, but that's pretty close to what others were. Right, and I, I hate to keep um, ref, like uh, referring or comparing this to Cowboy Bebop, but Cowboy Bebop seemed like a little bit more to the smaller details, just enough more uh, more than Outlaw Star. Smaller details like what? Like when they're in the cockpit and stuff, just like all of the how the like the whole cockpit really is, just all of that small detail. To me, like that is a real what defines the 90s it's just it has more small detail i can see that yeah but you're saying that cowboy bebop did it just smaller is not necessarily smaller more detailed more detailed yeah all right i can agree with that i think that i mean as far as space westerns go the whole genre they, uh, the Cowboy Bebop is always first. Ooh. Excuse me. And then, uh, Trigun is next, you know what I mean? And they kind of always leave out Outlaw Star, but Outlaw Star came first and made it way cooler. Outlaw Star, heard it here, folks. Underrated. <laughs> I think so. I, I mean, think yeah, I mean... I've never seen Trigun, I've never seen Cowboy Bebop. Um, and this is good. Like, obviously, like we said, there's things that we don't like, but it's more like, um, oh, fuck, there's a saying. It's like a symptom of the times or something. Right, like, it would be better to watch it then than it would be now. Yeah. We have been spoiled. Just like Charlie Chaplin was uh, great in his time. I don't know how well he'd stand up nowadays. Right, because the stand because the standards have changed. Yeah. So, but I I do. I'm happy. For once in my life, I'm happy <laughs> with the choice because I'm able. For some reason, and I think it's just because the aesthetic of Outlaw Star is so appealing to me. But I can I I'm enjoying something that was made a long ass time ago. Because normally it's like, okay, these graphics make this shit. Either it's a video game, it's a show, blah, blah, blah. But this, it's like, this is actually good. I like it. Really stylized very well. Yeah. That's why 90s anime is the best. It had such a style to it that even though the graphics are a little outdated, it's it's like cel-shaded graphics. Like, Wind Waker doesn't look bad. You know what I mean? The art style. At least that's how I feel. <laughs> you dig? Yeah. Oh, I dig it like a hole. <laughs> but I can tell you the first half of this show is a good start up to what's coming. Because things get intense. I am looking forward to the second half, so I'm, I definitely want to like this more than I am. So hopefully that second half 
allows me to do. Yeah, there are some major things that I. I know I'm like a hypocrite and so flip floppy, but there are some things that I really don't like about the show, like the pacing. Some of the pacing of the dialogue is really off. I was thinking that as well. Like to me, um, I'm not, of course, good with the technical part of a lot of stuff, but I mean, like, I do feel like at some times it does drag just a time. Yeah, there's like long. It kind of reminds me of people's review of uh, the newest Kingdom Hearts. How there's like huge gaps in dialogue, or you're just looking at the screen. God, that's actually what I felt about. <laughs> Uh, Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. I can tell you why that happens because, like I said, this they were so new to dubbing. Yeah. And so they didn't quite have it down yet, and all the tricks and stuff like that. But also, the Japanese weren't writing it with dubbing in mind. Inexcusable. They should have had the foresight. I know. What else do I not like? Um. Oh, I found it kind of... I was on the fence about how it seems like they just kind of just jump into the story. Like, Gene gets Outlaw Star, and he has, like, no idea what to do with it. Tyler, the true Outlaw Star was the friends we made along the way. That fell into the sun. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Blew up. Just fucking boom! That episode name kind of is fucked up. When the hot ice melts. I mean, yeah, now that you say it, it is. (laughs) She went into the sun. (laughs) She melted. Yes, she did. I'll give her that. Stay, Stay true to the episode name. Yikes, is what I'll say. Yikes, yikes. I did feel bad, because I... I don't know, that, to me, that came out of nowhere. I thought she was going to be in it for the long haul, but they pulled a little sneaky one on you. Yeah. (laughs) She made it to episode four. They got you good dummy, but it was interesting because like, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't explain a lot of stuff. They were just like, this is how it is. Deal with it. You can, you can start to piece things together as you go, but we're not going to, we're not going to worry about saying, okay, so in this world, blah, 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 and blah. It's more like, look, this happened. Hmm. And I kind of like that, but other times it was like, well, give me more information. What kind of information did you want? I don't know. I think I was more just wanting to know, like, I don't want to say lore, but like backstory and. I I felt like I don't even know half these characters. Yeah, it kind of like went uh, back and forth between like backstory you need to know, like the introduction of the arms for the ships to background of now you kind of know a little bit more of the situation. uh, Like uh, on this planet. She kind of seemed like a little more uh, interesting when it was more directly involved with Yeah. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Sort of. 
sort of. Yeah. So it sounds like we're um I'll be that guy. Sounds like we're kind of winding down. Uh do we do you guys have a favorite character besides uh Jim? Yeah, I don't care for Jim. I really like Gene. He's my favorite. Well, <laughs> but Jim holds everyone together. If I couldn't pick from the 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 two main dudes who I really do like uh Whatchamacallit? I think Jim is so or Gene is so cool. But uh if I had to really pick, I guess it would be Ronald McDougal. Ronald McDonald. I think Ronald McDougal is cool. I would say if I had to choose, uh, I'd either choose uh Suzuka or and I know you said the worst girl, uh Asia Clan Clan. Why? Well, I've always liked samurais uh, in just in general, so uh, that's why I would probably choose Suzuka. Uh, but other than that, uh, it is because of the voice actor of Asia Clan. I'm just a, a a fan of her work. Now that I figured out like what she does, what role she's been in. But but Anton. <laughs> This character is bad. And she was good at being bad. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, hey, I I want you to be (laughs) fucking terrible. She's like, I got you. (laughs) Katara, Katara! Yeah, let me scream for 10 seconds. (laughs) Sucks. I think uh, my favorite would be either Fred. Fred Burger? Oh, yeah, I do love Fred. Fred Fred Burger, yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he made a guest appearance. He was... <laughs> you could see him kind of floating by when... Um, what's her name? Hilda goes into, this, goes into the sun, the star. Yes. It's in the background. Yeah. It's muted. You can, you can barely hear it. No, um, I would say Fred or uh, maybe Gilliam. Gilliam says funny things sometimes. He does kind of say funny things sometimes. I also think, um, just real fast, I don't think we've talked about her. Melfina, she's an idiot. She's fresh out of the briefcase, bro. What do you want from her? Dude, uh, some cognitive reasoning. She's a child. Grow up. It's a banger. It's gross. Dude, she's like, why was I made? Well, I don't know, Melfina. What do you do? Hmm. Riddle me that. Sexually harassed by most men characters on the show. I don't think that's something she does. <laughs> I think that, that's something people do to her. That's just something that happens. <laughs> well, she does get that happen. She goes into uh, naked mode in liquid and uh, help runs helps to run a ship. So that's probably why you were made, Melfina. You bring up a good point. Call me crazy, but... Uh, pretty apparent. You were made for the ship. Yeah. Bring up a good point. 
All right, so we have we watched up until episode thirteen, right? Yes. Okay, so we have basically thirteen more episodes to go. And Trey, you say it gets better from here. It's much more focused. Ooh. Do they make yeah. it to the ley line? They're gonna have to wait and watch. Do they make it to the cellar? Dude, they introduce the crap. What are their names? The K pirates introduce. They like hire their big bad seven people. The seven. They're called the Anton Anton Seven. Anton Seven. Close. <laughs> and they fight these seven dudes. And then you get to see Gene beat up some ladies. <laughs> yes. Yep. They enter a tournament where only women can fight, and then Jim or Gene dresses in drag or drag and beats the shit out of ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing for money. It's to prevent some sort of marriage. I don't want to ruin everything. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't spoil it. I'm excited to hear about Tob. Tobagera? Tobagera? It's a K-pirate who repeatedly fails to assassinate Jane. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a side story, but uh, I'm just looking at the episode descriptions. Oh, that's the Hot Springs episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah the Hot Springs episode was pulled from air... It wasn't aired until two, like 2018. Oh, man. There was a minor edit to remove Asia's nipples during the scene of Asia ranting about the hot springs not being hot enough for her. Cool. Wow. Well, I didn't know that she got nude, so I'll have to rewatch here, that. Here, folks. Unedited. Episode 23 might see some guitar guitar nipples. Yay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm excited to watch the next 13. I'm excited to talk about the next 13 with my two good friends, Tyler and Anto. Oh my God, that's me. Continue watching <laughs> to find out. <laughs> also, don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, you can find us uh, at Twitter at SeaWatchingPod. Uh, on YouTube as well, you can find a link to that at anchor.fm slash continue watching uh we are also new to uh instagram so continue watching pod go ahead and search for us there and lastly facebook facebook.com slash continue watching oh and i want to do a quick shout out um we finally the podcast continue watching pod followed uh (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gao salad? Person. Yeah, Gao, Gao salad. Gao! I think so. No, you guys are right. I'm an idiot. So, just know, we waited this long on purpose. <laughs> well, I'm the one who's managing that, and so I didn't even... You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. Yes, it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to sound more involved. Well, you need and, to be. God, you guys have freaking access to the shit and don't even do shit with it. 
I keep forgetting. Look, man, if, you, if you want to call me out in front of our listeners, go ahead. But I think Dude. it's a really classless move. <laughs> Fuck you, Antone. <laughs> I, I'm out. End this episode. No, you're right. I get it. <laughs> you're right, but I don't want to hear it. Not in this discourse. All right. Well, just tweet us, tweet at us or something. I don't give a fuck. We'll talk back to you and follow you six months after the fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks, everybody. Remember to continue watching. Bye. Sayonara. Goodbye.